0: Good afternoon LBC Radio. My name is Coy Rosen and you are listening to The Story Podcast. Today I have on a few awesome guests. We have The Big Fat Meanie's. The Big Fat Meanie's are were voted the best rock band in Central Pennsylvania. Big Fat Meanie's offers a high-octane dose of horn-driven progressive rock with Each impressive performance, the independent eight-piece ensemble hailing from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, wields an on-stage energy that can only be matched by the catalog of exhilarating songwriting, drawing inspiration from genres of all nature, including pump, pop, punk, (laughs) pop, funk, metal, ska, and even musical theater. Big Fat Media's signature episodic songwriting archetype, blends the varied musical backgrounds of each member in perfect harmony. With each performance, Big Fat Meanies presents powerful vocal lines, shredding guitar solos, and cinematic horn parts that emphasize refrains with glamorous ferocity. Their collective attention to detail shines through lyrical storytelling, captivating rhythmic structures, and sophisticated instrumental lines. The band uses every tool in their artistic arsenal to inspire feelings of both passion and and catharsis big fat meanies live performances and studio recordings offer energetic talent and a wide array of inspiration that is sure to connect with each listener in a unique way the band has been described as off the wall refreshingly different and a gut punch of danceable high energy no matter your musical background big fat meanies is sure to move you And to make you move, their latest EP, Bad Hand, is available to stream on all platforms. Guys, how are you guys doing today? We're great. great. So good. Thank you, you, Corey. (laughs) Of course. So let's get right into it. I know you guys are are each your own person, so I'm going to start with what got you guys inspired into music individually. Brenna, you want to go first?
1: Uh, yeah, so I honestly, w- I was involved in like choir and stuff all through uh middle, uh, elementary, middle and some high school, but that was uh mostly it. But when it came down to picking a major in college, I was like, well, music is the one thing or singing is the one thing that I was like, this is the only thing I've really, you know, loved throughout it all my entire life. So I was like, hey, why not major in it? Uh, which was terrifying when I realized how hard it was <laughs> in yeah. college. But um, yeah, that's kind of what got me involved, and I'm glad I stuck around with it.
0: And so how about you, Xander? Yeah, so uh,
2: in middle school, actually, I had a pretty late uh, uh, start to music, I would, compared to a lot of people, a lot of students anyway. Um, I mean, I did play saxophone uh, in elementary school, started then, uh, and I still do today. Um, not as much, though, and definitely not as well as this guy. But uh, in <laughs> any case, what really sparked my love of music was musical theater. Um, I started doing a theater camp in uh, middle school, and um, from there, uh, it just sparked this lifelong interest in music and storytelling through music. Um, so I've been doing musical theater ever since, and somewhere along the way, I just decided to pick up a guitar as well and uh taught myself guitar and uh wanted to tell my own stories the reason i picked up guitar was so i could uh accompany myself while i was mm. singing cuz i've always been a singer uh first and foremost and um so yeah through that uh journey i i uh just became a songwriter and i found these guys then and yeah the rest is history as they say how about you rick uh, so I
3: started playing the clarinet in, I think it was third grade. I'm not sure. It's either third or fourth. I know I started a year later than everyone else. Um, but I picked the clarinet, um, and then by the time I was in middle school, I actually wanted to quit music altogether. <laughs> I was, like, so done with it. I was just like, oh, my God, like, whatever. But we went to, like, my high school's marching band. Uh, the, the middle school got to sit in on a football game, and I was like, "Okay, that was really fun." <laughs> so I'll do one year of marching band. I'll do one year, and if I hate it, then I'm done. I'm never picking up a clarinet ever again. Uh, so I did band camp, and then by the first day of ninth grade, I decided I wanted to go to school for music and be a music teacher. Um, oh. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that was really awesome. Shout out to Keith Rockley for being uh, the guy that inspired me to do that. Um, but then as I got as I went through high school and everything, I was kind of like uh i was going between i was like i want to do music but like maybe if that doesn't work out i'll do like math or something but then when it got time for like college uh auditions and applications and stuff i was like man music's really the only thing i can see myself doing from like nine to five mm. um ha 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 nine <laughs> to five right <laughs> um that that i could see myself doing uh as a career or as a job without wanting to like kill myself um <laughs> so <laughs> i was like yeah maybe i'll just i'll do this um and then i got to uh college and they happened to put all of the music majors in a hall together bard mm. hall 3b um and we would get written up all the time for like playing music <laughs> at all hours of the night and stuff like that um, and then eventually um uh, sam our lead guitar player came up to me and was just like hey do you want to be in my ska band <laughs> and I was like, uh, I play clarinet. Yeah, are you sure? Because un- until then, everyone was like, you play clarinet? You can't do this. Um, and I was sad. And then Sam was like, hey, you want to do this? I was like, yeah, I do. And
0: then we formed. And uh, n- there we go. <laughs> so <laughs> now I'm here. So what was the original? You guys all met in college. What was the original idea behind, uh the Big Fat Meanies? Oh, man. OK. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so
3: we have said OG. it before. So it is out there. So it it's yeah it's out there um (laughs) so we formed as a 10-piece ska band um our original instrumentation was two guitars a bass drummer and a keyboard player and then me on b-flat clarinet uh someone on trumpet on alto sax on tenor sax and on trombone so we had a five-piece horn section it was crazy yeah that's awesome um and we picked big fat meanies uh partly because there was 10 of us and like what the heck are you going to – what else would you call a band of 10 people? Um, but also because we were kind of a joke a ska, ska band. A ska band of 10 we were, people. Yeah, we're a ska band of 10 people, and we were a SpongeBob cover band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, Hence the our, original, our original tunes, um, the, the Big Fat Mini, um, you can kind of find a lot of SpongeBob references in that. Specifically the chorus, I believe, is entirely SpongeBob references.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the uh, – uh, some of the original working titles or even just joke titles for, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. for the songs on the first album are also Spongebob references that mm-hmm. are just our little secret.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we, we can dive into that later.
1: Oh. Nice, nice.
0: <laughs> so it started off with a lot of Spongebob. When did it grow into something more?
3: Man, I would say. It hasn't. It, so, <laughs> we're, uh, still we're still we, there we remember our roots okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say it turned into something more around the time around 2016 when we were starting to record or 15, 2015 when we were finishing up the touches on what would become The Time Has Come our debut record um, and I remember like we wrote this song called "Fishing for Compliments and we released it as a single. And we were like, oh, fishing for Compliments, like, lol, it still has, like, a a nautical theme, kind of, whatever. And, like, I was scrolling through whatever, some, like, Imgur or something, and I saw a picture of, like, an old, like, Mark IV, like, diver suit or something coming out of the water. And it was, like, super intimidating, mysterious, like, crazy-looking thing. And I was like, yo. Like, Sam was across from me. I was like, dude, is this is this like what we're going to become after like, we're done with the SpongeBob thing. Like, but we keep the nautical theme. Like, is this what we're going to be? And the time has come's album cover now has two divers and everything. It was like kind of our central theme. Um, so it, it kind of evolved from specifically SpongeBob to into this nautical diver thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are still references all over the place.
0: So how have you kept that? I see a lot of, like a lot of the, uh, the titles, per se, don't lend themselves to be nautical, but mm-hmm. has, that, has that moved on since then, or is it still? Yes. yeah, yeah.
1: It's definitely moved on since then, okay. but um, yeah, I think, honestly, because a lot of the stuff in the beginning was still kind of like, oh, SpongeBob references, and then I think it was just a way of, like, we were able to kind of twist it into more to fit that theme yeah. and still keep a little of the old and... And it was just transitionary, I guess, into so, the new stuff.
2: Uh, I, I'm the, I was the last member to join out of these these three here, sitting before you. So Rick was obviously one of the founding members, and then uh, they got Brenna uh, to join as uh, lead vocalist. Um, by the time they released uh, "Fishing for Compliments," uh, and then I came on on saxophone originally to fill out the horn section at that time. Uh, it was. I think it was 2016 that I joined. So it was probably like what 2014
3: was for 20,
1: you? 20 summer of 2015.
2: 2015. 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
3: we released fish in. I think it was 16. We yeah. released it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so I think. And then fall of 16 for you, right? and then fall of 16 is when yeah. i joined yeah so so as a somebody who's observed the trajectory i think like as rick said sam started the group more as like a kind of theatrical performance it's more of like a it felt like a more like nudge nudge wink wink referential mm-hmm. kind of group but Um, As it transformed and the songwriting progressed and got increasingly intricate, uh, I think everybody saw the potential there for a real group to, uh, you know, grow its roots and, and, um, you know, have a leg to stand on. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I saw. So like from from 2015 on 2016 on is when Mm -hmm. it really became uh, a more real, real thing from. Going from I don't want to say a joke because it wasn't not a joke. A joke yeah. yeah, it wasn't a joke, but just uh, um,
0: funny, a more like silly, yeah. a more
2: silly to more yes. serious. Yeah, from silly to more serious.
3: Yeah, like going from friends from college, just like like our hallway jamming and actually recording the songs that we're writing to being like, oh well, let's take this and like play a festival. Let's let's do this and like do play shows. Yeah. Play at the the Chameleon Club. Rip. Um, <laughs>
0: RIP. Yeah, definitely
3: like doing those things, um, like launch music conference and things like that. You know. Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, songwriting wise, who's who are the main songwriters for you guys?
1: So, uh, Sam, our lead guitarist, he mostly writes uh, any like the skeletons, um, just like yeah, uh, he'll come with like a riff and then be like, oh, here's how I want. I'm thinking of how the song will go, like verse, chorus, first course, chorus, cetera. And then it kind of um like we take it, and a lot of us just like add our own input and you know add where we want things to go et cetera and and then the three of us um work together on like music uh lyrics and uh melodies and stuff like that, and then Rick also does all the horn parts
3: uh yeah, Sam will give me like. Be like, oh, here's the horn parts, and it's just like block chords and like position. And like, <laughs> right. you know, you put it in a MIDI keyboard, and then you just copy paste, and you're like, oh, there's a major chord, there's a minor chord. Um, so I'll take it, and knowing our section, everything, I'll like arrange it in a way that like the voice leading works, or something, mm-hmm. or how I would like it to sound,
0: and you know. Mm-hmm. What's one of you guys' favorite pieces to date? Oh man, well,
2: Gatekeeper, I feel is yeah. one of the
0: ones that we. Yeah, Gatekeeper's so a fun hurt. one. We talk to, about to play
3: or listen to, or both?
2: That's a
0: great question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why not both? Renna, you go first.
1: To listen to... Oh, shoot. Hmm, that's hard. I w- to listen to was is probably... Man, tucks. I love, because like, like you said earlier, it sounds like an anime intro. Yes, it very sick. much is. We'll get
0: around to that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um... I also really like, I also love listening to Eden and like all of them because we, like I know I recorded a lot of like little like dumb things in mm. there that like <laughs> I know they're there, but it's not really like nobody else can really hear them. Oh, yeah, so it's the fun secrets. for me. <laughs> um, but probably Gatekeeper uh, for me because when we had that like fleshed out and we're playing it, it felt, and even when I was recording it, it just, it really felt the like fully realized the Mm -hmm. first time around yeah
2: yeah yeah yeah, that that's why that was my uh initial reaction to that was the song that i think we all got uh at our our input in it's when it really it's locked in yeah yeah it's one that that the songwriting process really worked for us where we all had these ideas that came together and it was completely realized in a really cool way and it packs a punch uh so it's fun to play, perform, and listen to, um, and the breakdown at the end is so fun. Um, yeah. I I would say Gatekeeper is probably probably my favorite.
3: I'm gonna shake it up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah! Um, I'm gonna say, to listen to, um, my favorite is probably Bad Hand. Mm, Um, I really like Bad Hand (laughs) to listen to. Um, playing wise, um, not bad <laughs> <laughs> hand. It's real it's hard. hard. <laughs> um the payoff is worth it, I yeah. think. Right. But it's just like, <laughs> ah man. Um I think it's a tie, um, playing wise, between either uh Nuclear Tuxedo or Meet Me at the Downbeat mm. from yeah. our first record. So I love playing bad. downbeat. And like as one of the I guess founding members of the band. Um Downbeat was, like, the third song we wrote, the third thing we did. And it went through a bunch of changes and iterations. But even since that first time we started learning it, I was like, oh, this one, I love this song. And I have never lost that love for that song since, like, 2014 or something like that. Like, it's, it's always been, like, so... I love
2: downbeat. <laughs> Ooh,
1: I want to change mine. Oh, yeah. My favorite sure. one to play. No take is. Backs. Is. No take backs. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Arrival. <laughs> my favorite. I'm taking back my favorite one to play is Arrival off the yeah, first record. Yep. What take it oh. back? Yeah.
4: Arrival. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's, one, uh, that's one of the, one of the lyrics. <laughs> so is that a reference.
0: We we talked about Nuke uh, Tux. So we have it lined up. What was what was the songwriting process? What was the story behind this song?
2: Oh, Oh, this is a me and Xander one, I
0: think. This was, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: this was a lot. This takes us back to February of 2019, was it? Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. February. So, yeah, exactly four years ago. Oh, um, my God. I know. Time. Hi, man.
4: Ugh.
2: Four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember Rick and I sitting in my, uh, at the time I had a uh, music room of my house, um, and we were just sitting on a couch on a little love seat together, mm-hmm. staring oh. at. Uh, a laptop screen for hours uh-huh. and hours because <laughs> what we do generally is um, obviously we sit there and we have some sort of instrument uh, i'll play the guitar and he'll have his clarinet and we can uh, um, and obviously just uh, you know off off the the dome we can come up with some little ideas or whatever uh that we want to fill out the the song structure um but Oh my gosh. Just the, the amount of time that we spent just uh yeah pounding was... the pavement, pounding our heads against that computer, you know. Um so anyways, that's that's the immediate memory I think of whenever we talk about songwriting for Nuke Tux is us just sitting there for hours and on for multiple days too. Yeah, um, it
3: took a while. I mean, I have um the last time the shared nuclear tuxedo note in my phone was edited was uh may 26th of 2019 so at some point it was uh at some point it was edited or something with that um but i have all of our um every iteration of like notes Mm -hmm. verses, pre-choruses all these things and eventually i remember us like sitting there and we were exhausted because like you know we were Either like still in school, or we were working, or doing all these things, and we're just like so tired. It's like one a.m., and we're like, you know what? Like, nuclear tuxedo, and that, which that was one of the working titles, and mm-hmm. we kept it because yeah. we were inspired by that. You know, like this idea of a, a nuclear tuxedo. Yeah, nuclear yeah. tuxedo, right? How cool is that? um And we were like, yeah, like. It, you dress up, you dress up in this tuxedo and you like dance, and there are like bombs falling, and everything's going to heck. This is family and, um, friendly. And, and like, you're gonna die, and like, everything's done, <laughs> but you don't care. You're just gonna dance your worries away. Uh-huh. And we were like, that's wait it. a minute, Makes that's it. the. That's the basis for the song. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Dressing up. Dress to the nines. Dress to the nines
2: and dance, dance to the, of the fallout. Out. So that's the the final uh, lyric in the pre-chorus to, before the drop. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much where we landed and we were like, okay, that let's run with that. That is the inspiration for this song. You're you're dressing up for the end of the world pretty yeah. much. You're dressing up and just dancing without a care as as you know the world ends.
0: It's like uh, the uh, musicians on the, the Titanic. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, less sad. I mean, less how sad. else?
3: <laughs> how else is there to go out? You
2: know, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, right. But um, but yeah, I guess, I mean, not to not to harp on it too much, no. but um, we should say that uh, obviously, like like Brenna said earlier, the the songwriting process starts with Sam, um, our lead guitarist, coming to us with the structure. Um, so he uh, gave us the structure the the rhythm the rhythm and all of the m- main lines in that song um and that was our scaffolding. I always call that our scaffolding, and then we'll uh get to work on um you know melody uh hanging little ornaments on that scaffolding pretty much um so that's where we were in that yeah. and uh yeah and and not to get too uh uh in the weeds about it, but Rick and I specifically were both going through. Uh, a lot of issues (laughs) internally uh, at that time. We both had uh, family members that unfortunately were, were passing Mm -hmm. um, or had passed uh, right around the same time. So we were just feeling so, I mean, there's just a a moment of catharsis um, and a level of catharsis that you can hear in those lyrics um, Mm -hmm. that really paints this picture of, you know, embracing life to the fullest with, with, without a care in the world because that's all you know we're only here for a limited amount of time so mm. you might as well uh, Live it up. put on your party clothes and dance until the end of the world
0: sure. and you said did you say they have little stuff that you added in there as well into Nicolás Tectito
1: here and there I mean for me it was mostly like melody like melody, at the yeah. end because mm-hmm. yeah they the two of them uh definitely you know put a lot of Put so much effort to that and it really showed. Um and so it's mostly just like, you know, what if we did this instead? Like what if, you know, this melody went this way? Little tweaks, but Those little tweaks. Yeah. yeah and then I was like, Hey, let's do this line that uh it's very hard for me to sing live. Really so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, good idea that, on my part. Is yeah. that
3: the added um
1: dance to the fallout? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that was when we were still rehearsing it.
2: Yeah, but but I'll I'll still apologize to Brenna after (laughs) (laughs)
1: performances. I'm like,
2: we, like we're 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 dumb. I mean, we we
1: we go for it.
2: We we're just like we run away with it, and we need to. We're trying to be a lot more uh, uh, considerate of you know um, figuring out um, you know what's doable in. Like live, what, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's tenable live? Brenna's a, a an an amazing amazing singer. Aww, and um <laughs> Yeah, I must say. And they have a lot of a lot of range and a lot of vocal technique and talent. Um but we've <laughs> I feel like we've <laughs> thanks, taken buddy. advantage of that. <laughs>
3: no. Like, oh, I, yeah, I they can like do this. The... They can do this. Oh, well you said you could sing this note. So let's have that note the, <laughs> the entire, entire time.
1: time. <laughs> no you... I appreciate. It. I respect it. It it gives me a little push. <laughs>
0: Well, with all that in mind, this is Nuclear Tuxedo by the Big Fat Meadies. And that's what it would sound like if it was the instrumental version. (laughs) So, we're gonna go put up the actual version.
2: Yeah, if we, if we wanna do some karaoke. Yeah,
4: we
0: also yeah, have. To let's price. do karaoke live right Ooh. now, right? Oh, I. Speaking of uh, taking busy. advantage. Yeah, <laughs> let, let's, show, let's show off this pipe.
1: I have plans.
0: Sorry, I gotta go. Right, this is what it actually sounds like. That That's was "Nuclear movie. Tuxedo by the Big Fat Meanies. What a what an incredible song to headline your your recent most recent EP, "Bad Hand." Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you so much. We like that one. <laughs> the the like ending
2: that of that that switch up that rhythmic thing. I can I it's can hear great. it on stage. I can find the downbeat on stage. When we listen to the recording, I'm never on the right downbeat. Like it <laughs> just I I the rhythms confuse. Oh, you do da 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 da. What is it? But
0: what is it really? Da-da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da-da. Da-da. <laughs> Da-da. 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 Yeah, it's so confusing. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was Because I, I noticed, like, it, even in the beginning, it was, like, it, it's so tight. It's so specific. It's not... It's so synchronized. Uh, Syncopated, synco- that's the one I'm yeah, looking yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> synchronized. Yeah, balls, yes. It's really cool. If so anybody who's yeah. looking for uh, an anime, uh show yeah, for that one. Yeah, yeah. Synchro- Licensing uh, is great. Absolutely. Yeah, let us know. So... You guys, it seems to be that you guys are of the old mind of albums where something has like a concept and mm-hmm. a subject and you do it that way. Tell me why,
4: mm.
0: or tell me what the subject of Bad Hand is rather. We'll do that. Oh, oh, right?
2: oh fun. I, do you want to? Yeah, it? sure. Yeah. Um. So the first album, uh, so I'll go back to that first. The uh, the time has come, uh, was really a concept album in its entirety, I Mm -hmm. would say about, uh, and Rick can talk more about the subject of that. Um, What is the, (laughs) so just uh, the the cliff notes version. Sorry. The
3: cliff notes version is the time has come follows the story of the diver um, and his pet octopus, Jeff, um, (laughs) as they uh, basically go through a journey of like self-discovery and stuff like that. It's kind of broken into two acts. Um, would it? It'll. I believe it'll be like the first five songs: mm. uh, "Big Fat Meanie," "Overture to the Character," "Maybe the Downbeat," "Bad Decisions," uh, "Why Join the Navy When You Could Be a Pirate?" <laughs> Not caring about much. Um, or no, Voyager, right? It's, that's voyagers four, voyagers four, i think <laughs> so, God, i don't even know the I'll order of my own you. record this is um, fine voyager is yeah. kind of like leaving the place you're in to try and start a new life fishing for compliments lying about who you are so other people will like you that's kind of the end of act one act two starts kind of with redefined like oh man uh i'm still the same person i was even though i tried to get away um burn is like oh man maybe other people are just as bad um uh solitude is the heavy one that's the maybe i shouldn't keep going but mm. at the end i'll decide to stay um and then a way out into arrival is kind of like i'm taking back control of my life and my choices and i'm going to be better and here it is um kind of a deal uh but it was written at a time where we were really stressed we were going through some stuff we were like it was there's a lot of personal stuff um specifically from me and Sam I think in those lyrics um and stuff as we would like you know start writing at 8 p.m. and stop <laughs> at 9 a.m. um trying to like go through editing different things um while playing pokemon go in the breaks you know <laughs> as the wee hours of the morning um yeah so that's that one uh whereas bad hand um we were inspired to just put something out there that was like about love and acceptance and being better and being the best you can be. And like um it's like, you know, like the time has come was the past. And mm-hmm. those are like, I guess like mistakes that have been made and things like that. But um working to be better and being like it's okay, like if you're different, if you like whatever. Like we we want to put something out there that's like inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, right. There's kind of a response to certain things that happened during certain years like 2016 and things like that uh, around the world uh, <laughs> yeah. and here. Things like that. <laughs> yeah, like just yeah. things yeah. like that. Just yeah. things, yeah. Just yeah. things just that happened. Certain, no, nothing particular. Yeah, yeah, nothing in particular. Um, but we wanted to make sure that with a lot of uh, hateful rhetoric that was being uh, thrown around in the world um, that we wanted to put something out as small as we were and everything, mm-hmm. just at least for our community or anyone that would find us, that um is kind of like a little little beacon, mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, it's it's okay. It's okay. Celebration. It'll be okay. we'll we'll do this. We mm-hmm.
2: A celebration of self, a celebration of community, yeah. Pretty much. Um yeah, and and rejection of hate, of mm-hmm. uh um uh, of being boxed in pretty much. To a corner. Yeah. Nice. Yep.
0: So <laughs> I'm really happy you guys are putting out albums that actually are albums instead of not albums. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's a a dying art form.
2: Uh, Yeah. I I was going to (laughs) say. Well, yeah. Well, well, (laughs) well, we got some news for you, buddy. Oh, yeah? (laughs) No, uh, it is. And we've, um, yeah, we've always leaned that way, obviously, uh, creating works. that are complete and uh have you know cohesive messages throughout um but yeah that's the the reality of the music industry right now is that we need to uh create uh singles i mean singles are the, the king yeah singles are kingles you know S- short
0: form content is king right now exactly mm-hmm. yeah. exactly Unfortunately. So,
2: so we're uh, – and and we take it as a challenge, as an artistic challenge. Mm. It's not like it's uh, something that we're going to start doing begrudgingly. We're just – actually, we, we've only recently begun talking about our songwriting process again. We have a Dropbox full of ideas that Sam has um, pretty much produced over the <laughs> past decade, yeah. essentially, and we just kind of pick and choose which ones we want to roll with. Um, but like the intro says, we have so many different styles that we – Enjoy um that we all can <laughs> adhere to, can play to. So uh we don't really have <laughs> just like look at <laughs> look at so all those ideas. Box, yeah. Look all at all yeah. those chickens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so um so yeah, it's gonna give us the opportunity to just kind of like throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. You know what I mean? Just uh uh but, but in our in our, we're excited though because we know that I think this last e p we were really trying to um create we had we felt like we had something to prove um i think going into it so we were so precise and so nitpicky, not that that's a bad thing or that that's going to change but <laughs> um I think that with we're us. what's up with
4: us with us with this group of people
2: I think that this next uh uh you know quote-unquote album cycle or songwriting cycle, we're going to see a lot more of, like, you know, a lot more uh, just diversity in style, uh, Mm. but it's still going to be really true to our sound. Uh, I think we figured out that we can play whatever we want (laughs) and still make it a big, fat song. So uh, that's what we're excited to do with this next next phase.
3: Yeah, I think um, it's really cool like listening to all of these um it's like oh there's some ideas here and it's like wow this is totally unlike anything we've ever like attempted but it's totally still a big fat riff you know mm-hmm. like it's it's 100 percent has I the sound we're sense. we're gonna do the thing that we do and it's, it's gonna be great and um, your
0: sound is so unique too thank you, thank you. It's, thank I, well, at least i think so for sure I, when i first heard your stuff i was like this is what I've always wanted in my entire life. Oh, uh, that's nice. A, a pop, a pop punk band with horns in it. You know, it, it's great. Corey, you're all we've ever wanted in yeah. our lives.
3: Oh, thank what you. the heck?
0: Where have you, you been? We be were right here. There we go. <laughs> now we know in where Studio you are. Studio B, Studio B, C. Yeah. That's right. Uh, please don't come here. <laughs> oh, I gotta go. <laughs> So, uh, you guys have, uh, that that was your first song, a really hard hitting piece. Your second song is a bit more of a silly song. Yeah. A sillier song. Tell me about it. Yellow Moose. Uh,
2: it's pop. And pop. I, w- I would say it's a poppier tune. Mm. Um, it's called Yellow Moose. Again, we just, uh, we would take these working titles and then just roll with them. <laughs> <And> <laughs> you know, I really Sam know where just. where they come from. <laughs> yeah. Sam would just name his, his idea files these kind of ridiculous things. And, um, but oftentimes, that just became the lyrical basis for yeah. for some of them. Um, this,
3: one, this one was, like, not even the basis. Like, we knew what it was going to be about. Um, and I remember we were in my kitchen one day. Like, we did this. We wrote the lyrics and melody to Yellow Moose in my kitchen in, like, three hours total. Mm-hmm. We just, like, that was the easiest one. Mm-hmm. It was great. Um, but...
1: Put yellow we put yellow. Yes,
3: because it just happened to be okay. Let just. <laughs> yeah, he said. Oh, let me just. Yeah. It works, right? It's Maybe trying. you tell us. Do you like it or do you not?
1: I, I think it works because it ends up like the song is very much about like being different and and having diversity and like accepting that about yourself and, mm. and finding where you belong and it's kind of like. I don't know, yellow moose is such a ridiculous like out there term that it's like, okay, but it's different and right. there's a place for it. So it kind of, I think it works. <laughs> yeah,
3: yellow moose, you're always what you've always been. Like you you are a yellow moose,
2: which is <laughs> the most ridiculous what? thing out there. But that's that that what imagine. you
3: are and that's
0: okay and we love it.
2: Yeah, exactly. Embrace the fact that you are unique is pretty much the mm-hmm. the idea of this song.
0: With that said, this is Yellow Moose by the Big Fat Meanies. Yellow Moose from the Big Fat Meanies. You guys went on tour recently. Tell me about that. We did. Oh, what? Get <laughs> there as we, as we look air. at each other. There's three oh, of us oh, over no. here, and we're
2: just staring at each other. <laughs> you tell the stories.
3: Uh, it was an interesting experience to plan. Yeah. <laughs> How did yeah. you guys to to say go about least?
0: that? Um. Well, when did you guys do it? Well, to give everybody a frame of reference, so oh. we went on
3: tour oh, yeah. up to Boston. Um, just uh, like we say tour, but it was like a weekender, you know, um, yeah, Labor Labor Day weekend. weekend Yeah. So September 1st through 5th, I believe of this Mm. year. Um, Well, not this year. (laughs) (laughs) We are actually time (laughs) Um, (laughs) travelers. We know the streams before they happen. Um, (laughs) That would be nice. It It would be nice. nice. Uh, yeah. So we did that. Um, we played at Kybers in Philly um and then we played young ethels young ethels in, in brooklyn. brooklyn and then Loved we played the oh god the turkey temple, turkey temple. Turkey <laughs> uh, near berkeley in yeah. boston which was so cool mm-hmm. uh and then we had a free day to explore and do things which was awesome like it was really great to like hang out uh yeah. because we're all so busy all the time that mm. we see each other every week at rehearsal and stuff and for shows but like all being in the same place, hanging out was really,
2: really cool. And we really like each other. <laughs> it's
3: good. We we, we
2: really have a, a great time. We we love each other so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're really close.
1: It's kinda cool that it's like this is you know, this is like to an extent work. Right. Um, because we're doing this kind of not quite for a living, but uh, <laughs> getting there. Yeah. Um, we're doing it seriously and it and you know, it never feels like too stressful or too um not forced yeah too overwhelming exactly because we get to do it with each other and then it's also like when we don't have to focus on that right away it's we all still kind of want to hang out with each other (laughs) (laughs) that's good which is nice
0: so do you ever guys want to do any kind of circuits or any kind of other tours what is what is one of your if you have a venue you would want to perform at where is it Mm. oh boy want
2: to go around
1: Let's go you you
0: all
3: have an answer for this. I story. have an answer. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then go. Union Transfer, Philadelphia.
1: Oh, that would be sick.
3: I, I like, I love that venue. I love Philadelphia. Um, yeah. I'm from right outside Philly, uh, Delaware County. Um, so Union Transfer is awesome. And there's a lot of like our home, home venue, Phantom Power, um, right. is uh, kind of based on the Union Transfer with like the horseshoe balcony. Oh, and everything. really? Like, yeah, it's, it's so cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And I, I would just love to play there. Um, I mean, obviously, would love to headline, but like even opening for right, you right. know, like it'd be so sick.
2: Yeah. Uh, what a great, what a great spot.
1: I don't know if yeah. I have a
2: a dream venue.
1: A dream venue, I I, I would like. To, uh, what's the huge one in the Rockies? That like Red oh, Rocks. Like, Red Rocks. Yeah, that would
3: be oh <laughs> <huge. We're laughs> crazy. Let's just get huge and That's play
1: right. there. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> sick. I don't know what I would do yeah. with all that space. Just, you jam we, out. That's what you do. We never have space. We oh, are. But, we are. We are so many people. Oh, but when we do,
2: when we, so space, we use it. it's, it's so fun. We use it. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. I was going to say for uh, the roots and blues. You guys only had. What was it? Well, you guys were at? Tell us, right. No, we, we were, were at the at, at the holiday inn. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was little, really, really, really crazy hotel motel. Yeah. yeah,
2: we
1: make it work though.
2: Yeah, we so. were on the ball ballroom floor for that one, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 yeah,
1: yeah. I usually end up whacking on. It's always Sam's guitar. Uh-huh. I'll like, th- I don't know, like throw my arms around and I like whack his guitar and I'm like, oh my god, is it out of tune now? Like, so stressed. I broke it. <laughs> We make
0: it work. <laughs> well, and you guys have like such cool setup too, because I know you have like a, a, a pedal board for your bass clarinet.
3: Yeah, uh, all all of our horns have pedal boards. Actually, That's we so all sick. we all use um piezo barrel pickups uh, from this company in Australia, um and they're drilled into our mouthpieces or necks or whatever. Um, so we're essentially DI instruments now. Wow. Um, and we use pedal boards to like get the sound we want right off the bat. You know, like EQ and gate, so we don't have a bunch of like shh or you know, all the <laughs> yeah. yeah you're welcome that was, that was, was for, free. Uh, um, for free <laughs> for free <laughs> um, but yeah and then like obviously with that we're like oh well if I'm taking a solo I'm gonna make it sound like a synth demon <laughs> <Duh."> <laughs> like, why not yeah um, so, yeah, we have some cool stuff. Like Jason has the pitchfork, which is mm. incredible. Um, Nicole has a wah pedal. I have my- A wah pedal? Yeah, a yeah. wah pedal for, sounds trumpet. Sounds it's for, so for trumpet. For trumpet. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's so, so cool. cool. Yeah, it, it's
2: it's the coolest. <laughs> yeah, if you're curious, you can go over to our social media pages and uh, go to our old TikToks, and you'll find us at Nam this past year, so the um, mm-hmm. uh, so National Association of Music Merchants Conference mm-hmm. um, in, in Anaheim. Uh, we got to go out there this past year. Uh, first time traveling on a plane together. Also, mm-hmm. Ooh, very yeah, fun. Was, that yeah. one was very fun, too. And yeah. we were cramped. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it many stories something. there. But anyways, you can go back and, and they would. So the horns would all go out onto the ex- exhibition floor. Yeah, and the just, guitar side. Yeah, the guitar <laughs> side for all the pedals. And, uh, of course, that attracted a good amount of attention because people weren't expecting, you know, trumpet yeah. players and bass clarinet players to come through and. And it uh, was uh, famous. It was yeah, crazy. I
3: um, I, I like, remember playing at this one place. And like normally when I play, especially if I'm like testing new things, I play with my eyes closed just so I can like you know do the whole like focusing. Yep. Yeah, you know. And I remember playing and blah, 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 like whatever distortion pedal or something. And I opened my eyes and there were just a crowd around <laughs> room, I was like, Oh they were it was, all like, my jarring. <laughs> No, oh no, I was like, oh god, um. Yeah, that was it's that was kind of
2: weird. Mm-hmm.
3: They're like, No, 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 keep going. I'm like, oh,
4: okay, no. <laughs> yeah, no, Rick no, 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 no. Rick keep made- no. practicing, we love it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Rick made a lot of friends. Yeah, yeah it's, true, Hi guys.
0: it's true. I just <laughs> wanna say, yeah, with your bass clarinet, you surely have to have a lot of people, What in the world is that? Exactly. Oh,
3: everyone Every thinks show. it's a saxophone. Yeah, it's or just, an oboe which a, I I, yeah.
4: I
1: love. Sometimes they'll just ask the crowd and be like, What do you all think this is? Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, that's why everyone's like, what instrument is that? Like, what do you think it is? And then <laughs> I swear I now it's on record. I'm gonna print stickers that say hashtag not a saxophone, and I'm just like gonna that. throw them at people that get it wrong.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> like, that's a great up. idea. Yeah. What,
2: what gets me though is that in a lot of our uh, TikToks that feature Rick, mm. it automatically like I think it just uses artificial intelligence to create like some sort of search suggestion based yeah. on each video. And every time his uh, clarinet, his bass clarinet is in it, it says, uh, do you want more videos on bass saxophone?
3: <laughs> it's not a ba- there is a bass saxophone. Uh, it's awesome. This guy, Michael it's, Wilber, it's, plays it. It's so good. A lot of people play it, but Mike Wilber is just the first one that comes to mind because he's like really killing it right now. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, just a big saxophone. I play bass <laughs> clarinet.
1: <God>. A <laughs> big saxophone.
3: If I had the money to afford a bass saxophone, you have I it. would buy another bass clarinet. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that's <laughs> because I, that's what I play.
0: <laughs> right. That's awesome. So, speaking of, like, inspirations for you guys, what are some of the people that inspired you guys, for like, music-wise?
1: Oh, man. Um, I always wanted to sing, like, Christina Aguilera. Mm-hmm.
0: That makes a um, lot of sense. Man,
1: she, yeah, like, just the belting, the crazy mm-hmm. belting. I was always, like, a huge Beyonce fan who is so is such a technically perfect singer and can riff like nothing I've ever heard but I don't give enough credit to how big an influence Demi Lovato was yes. on my yes. on my childhood. Holy mother of God. I like what I go back to her like early discography and I'm just like yeah this is this is what I wanted to sound like Mm -hmm. all the time so
0: that's my jam that's my jam oh my god Mm -hmm. she did that oh I got
1: to see her in concert in October and she did like don't forget and la la land Mm -hmm. and remember December I was like oh my god like just crying yeah she was probably my biggest influence I would say vocally
0: what are you Xander
2: me sorry (laughs) uh so I, again, in the formative years, I'm guessing around the same time uh, as Bretta, uh, really, I mean, Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco, mm. I can't, sp- I still can't speak highly enough about those <laughs> groups and how much they meant to me at that time. Uh, so yeah, shrieking high vocals. Uh, I never, I can't quite get there, but it's still more comfortable to enough. to sing uh, up in that register. Then uh, down down low, but um, yeah, I would say I always wanted to do uh, uh, you know, pop punk, uh, yeah, yeah. How about you,
3: Rick? So I'm sure you're all aware that there are a ton of bass clarinetists. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so uh, yeah, no. Um, my mom's favorite bands were uh, Journey and Foreigner, and my dad's favorite bands were um. Kansas and yes, so oh. I remember uh, being in the car with them as a, a wee lad, um, if you can imagine that now. Um, <laughs> as a as a wee lad, listening to like the ultimate Kansas compilation, like cassette tape, mm-hmm. and I knew which side was my favorite and everything. Like with my dad and stuff. Um, so honestly, I attribute a lot of my influence to Kansas being this one of the first like prog rock bands uh with a violin player right. and, stuff. and like their biggest song is uh carry on wayward son and it doesn't have a violin and i'm so sad about it oh, no. um but uh yeah i'm actually seeing them in i think june i think it's june you see them I swear, did you see yeah, yes dude. when they came came over here no and i'm so sad because they played drama in full I and that's know, my yeah. favorite record i was so mad i found out the night it was happening i was like <laughs> <laughs> so sad uh, but no, yeah, my dad and I—it's kind of like our thing. Like they'll—they'll they'll come around, and my dad will go. I think he's seen them like probably, like at this point, I'm gonna say like 17, 16, or 17 times. Mm. I've seen them probably, I think four. This will be my fifth. Mm. Um, and every time I see them, they just get keep on getting better. Like, and, Amazing. And so great. Yeah.
2: I'd be remiss if I didn't mention I was in a <laughs> practically a Muse cover band yeah. when I was in high school. So yeah, Muse so. was a big <laughs> influence too. Yeah. And. That kind of comes out in our music sometimes. Oh, yeah.
0: Too. Well, I was gonna say a, a melting pot of all all of those influences can be definitely seen in uh, "Tranquil Tension, our next final song we're gonna play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell You're me about wrong. this song, because for those who don't know, this is my favorite song of all time uh, from you guys, at least for sure. <laughs> oh, it's, but you know. it's up there. I, uh, it's <laughs> oh, like nice. it's like my it's in my playlist right after Michael Bublé is feeling good. So oh, show nice. us no. the Spotify Wrapped. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Um. So this one, again. Sam had showed us this idea and showed us the, the big drop that you'll hear at the intro, That's um, actually. that, <laughs> and we all just immediately, we actually have this game where we play each other songs. And if we make a stank, You're stank face, face?
4: Mm,
2: <laughs> trying to show off for the camera, mm, yeah, if we make the stank face <laughs> immediately, all of our, all, we were all stank facing in the room. Yeah. So we um, all immediately connected to this, um, rhythm line that he had set out. Um, And then it was sometimes, again, like I said, I'll just run with uh, melody stuff um, and the song just comes out. uh, And this was one of those songs that, uh, yeah, the melody just poured out and uh, uh, Brenna uh, helped uh, uh, steer it in the right direction. And uh, we're really proud of the result. We really. uh... Oh, and the name. We gotta mention the name. Oh, we have to. Oh. We have to talk
1: about. Are we, okay, we going <laughs> to talk it. about it? Yes, <laughs> Rick.
3: So, we're in the studio, uh, recording with uh, these amazing friends and engineers, uh, Jeff McKinnon and Evan Seberger. Um And I'm laying on a couch, and I'm just like, "Oh my god! Like, what is this thing?" And like, we are like talking about the lyrics and everything, and I'm like, maybe. Maybe we should just maybe we should just call it this. We should just call it this cuz it's like we already put it as a lyric. Maybe we should make it the song title and everything. And um uh it's like trading tranquil tension is the lyric. Yeah. Yes. Um and we got that because um tranquil tension was the name of Sam, our lead guitarist, um metal band from high school. Oh, speaking of
2: high school bands.
3: Yeah. So uh, (laughs) Sam was in a band, Tranquil Tension. And I'm sure if he's watching or when he watches this, he's going to murder us. (laughs) He's cringing so
4: hard right now. You were
1: like, let's just call it this. And he was like, no. (laughs) Yeah. But
3: then he was like, you know what? It's a better name for a song than a band. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, all right, cool. So we got the seal of approval. Well, with Uh, that
0: said, this is Tranquil Tension.
5: It's hard to breathe on my knees just at the thought of it. It's so unique, so it seems. This is the perfect fit. Let's tessellate, recreate. In my veins, I feel thunder. lifting me up, holding it down. So tell me how can I keep from going under? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's "Tranquil Tension" by The Big Fat Me It's one of my all-time favorite songs. I, I must. I, it's just so intricate, and uh, it's so uh, it's so uh, like Adam Neely-esque. Oh, uh, oh, thank you. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. Saw him in California. what? Uh, Sun Gazer? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 With, yeah. Like, with like the drums and, and the the intricate, sim- yeah, the, the sticking patience, thinking my patience, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the patience of everything, oh, and it, the it's tightness of mention. everything too. It's so so good. Thank Thanks so you so much, oh, man. Yeah, yeah of course. That's thank awesome. You very thank you. Wow,
3: Adam Neely. That's a
0: Yeah, big compliment. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. Seriously.
0: thinking like 8-bit musician or something like that. Have you ever that's heard of a 8-bit second. musician? Uh,
3: mm-hmm. no, I probably at oh. some point I yeah, I watch a lot of uh 8-bit music theory. That's yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Oh, yeah. I yeah, yeah, was thinking yeah, theory? yeah, yeah dude, theory. he yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: that's my <sighs> my bread and butter. I love that. Oh yeah, we all nerd out over the same thing. Yeah so like, ooh,
3: phrygian nice yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 so i have some last questions <laughs> so i have some last questions i'd like to ask all my guests what is one of uh, the funniest or worst things that ever happened and we kind of talked about this uh, when that song was playing was what, what is one of the funniest or worst things that ever happened to you guys on a gig Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't
1: know. The funniest or worst? Um, hmm. So many bad things have happened to us. Uh,
3: I'll say personally, for me, one of the worst things was we were playing a show um, at an unnamed venue, because I don't want to be that guy. Of course. Um, and uh, this was before I had the pickup. It was before I had a, a wireless system that I had mics on my bass clarinet. So I just needed two microphones, you know, because my instrument's like... Three and a half feet long or something. So if it's I play, an, if I play an E, the sound comes out of the holes and like and then mm-hmm. down there. Yeah, uh, it's how physics works. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh yeah, I need two microphones, and they were like, oh like two microphones, I oh, compensating for something, and I'm like, yeah, the fact that I. The fact that there's Need three the, feet. Yeah. Between, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we did a sound check, and I was like, "Yeah, just as long as line check, like we bring it out and everything." And we go on, um, and there weren't. There was just one microphone, and I was like, "Hi, excuse me, where, where's my second mic?" And they were like, "Oh, we thought you were joking." I'm like, "No." And they're like, "Well, your bell is right there." I'm like, "Yeah, but if I play this note, then it comes out of here," and they were like oh, you better be the best bass clarinetist I've ever heard. I was like, how many have you heard? (laughs) Like, I'm sure I'm not if you've heard more, but like, what? So that was, for me, one of the worst things. I was just like, oh, my God. So that set me on my quest to just be like, give me an XLR.
1: That's it. (laughs) Call it a day.
3: Make it as simple as possible. My pedal board's already set up. I already have a DI box. Everything's set. I'm just like, just give me an XLR.
0: Yeah, for the sound guys, always trust your musicians more than yourself. I
1: was just going to say, we've been, we've been yelled at. They've like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> not been happy with us.
2: And we've tried to simplify our, I mean, we're eight pieces with a yeah. bunch of complicated instruments and yeah. tracks and everything. So we've tried to really simplify the process as much as possible for our sound guys. Mm-hmm. Sound guys, we love you.
1: We do. <laughs> um. <laughs> Also, I-, I was gonna say something funny. Um, so when we play Voyager, um, we, we, dan- <laughs> we we dance. We we dance just when it. We just start just swaying side to side, and we played Second Street. <laughs> Second, Second Street, street Festival street Fest in, in, in Philly. Yeah. And um, the stage was like built in the in the middle of the street. It was uh, it was so sick. It was such a fun festival to play. Um, but we started dancing. We moved to the right, and so did the stage. <laughs> and we were like, "Oh, we can't really move during this, can we?" Oh, thought the whole thing is about to collapse.
4: Yeah, that was scary.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure like a bunch of people's gear was like underneath yeah. the stage too. Oh, no. Where like we are gonna break everyone. Yeah, it was, like, so, it was like, a yeah, high, it was high stage. I think it was
3: like. It was probably like five feet above the ground. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah it's higher for sure. Yes. Yeah, but but yeah,
2: we could tell that this was not a uh, very structurally sound. So, <laughs> <laughs> <We> <laughs> did okay. one and then we're and probably the second one, and we're like, oh!
4: Never <laughs> yeah.
2: mind. It's like everyone's soul leaves their body. Around. Yes, exactly. Like we <laughs> looked at each other
1: and <laughs> <laughs> it was like, stop. Yep. We're yep. just like, no, we're dancing. Yeah,
3: crazy, oh, yeah. crazy.
0: So. Another question. What is one of the best pieces of advice that you can give other musicians, especially you as a teacher? Mm-hmm. What do you think?
3: Oh man. Other musicians, like in general, like life advice like, as a musician or specifically with relating to playing in a band? Yes. That one. Oh yeah, Specifically band. playing in a band. Um, uh, I guess this is also life advice. Um, I would say trust your ensemble, you know, trust the band mm. that you're playing with. Um, and stuff like that like uh there's so much uh love and trust in our band and everything it's like i mean i know that like if i am like not on my game like that day or something like just going to play with the band will make me feel better mm-hmm. and stuff like um but like if we're worried about a show or something it's like no why am i worried like these guys got it they're they're amazing like you know
1: yeah to to add on to that just generally like compromise with your with your bandmates don't you know assume that what you have to say is the best way i I just like heard so many horror stories of people in bands that like one person isn't giving and they're like well this is my this is what i want to do this is my vision just trusting the people that you play with and and learning to work with them and to compromise is always the best always the best route. It always works out best for everybody
0: and I'll add on to that uh do what's best for a song yes mm-hmm. right. yes Absolutely. everything everything's for the purpose of the song, not for you or anything else it's for the song. yes, mm-hmm. does it
2: serve the song is w- mm-hmm. our our primary driver when we're trying to make decisions together
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. That and just working just generally working with the people like you know giving up a little bit. Of yourself, mm-hmm. your time is always gonna help you in the long run.
4: Yeah.
2: Don't suck.
1: Oh,
3: That's don't another thing. Practice, best, best practice. yes. Practice. One of the one of the best things my teacher ever told me was a quote from someone else that she heard. Um, she said, It's not fun to suck. Um <laughs> and that has stuck with me for so long. Um, because the reasoning or like the 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 logic behind it is like, it's not fun to suck. Like when, when you don't play well, you don't have a good time. Like you don't want to go to the gig and be like, Oh, I don't know any of my notes. What the heck? Um, other people don't want to listen to you, not know your notes or like, <laughs> or trying to figure it out or whatever. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. And it's like, it's just like, it's just generally not a good time. So like it's not fun to suck can be reframed as like practice uh know yourself know what you need to work on know your strengths and weaknesses and uh do your best you know
2: that's what i meant yeah exactly that no, i i was <laughs> i got you i was kind of joking but that's yeah no that's the educator in the room really popping mm-hmm. off over here mm-hmm. um, but yeah i think i used to get so nervous i used to have the worst stage fright um like when Brenna and I were in a commercial ensemble in, yeah. in, uh, Millersville, cause we all went to Millersville university here in, um, Lancaster, Lancaster, um, and all did the music program there. Um, but anyways, I just remember, uh, uh, performing. I never felt confident at that point on guitar, um, and performing as a guitarist, quote unquote. Um, and until I joined this group and had such a supportive, uh, uh, system and people that you know uh, like rick said people that you know that you can um fall back on and and rely on no matter what so yeah i've really never felt that in this group unless we've had like things that we're all nervous about because they're high profile gigs or something like that Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah
1: yeah Uh, everybody's just so kind that's every member of the band is just like just so kind to each other and sometimes it feels so different than like just being nice like that's
0: it's a lot of genuine love yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's awesome where can people find you guys
2: Ooh, you can find us on instagram at big fat meanies uh not on twitter no twitter sorry elon (laughs) uh you can find us on tiktok at big fat meanies you can find us on facebook uh big fat meanies uh (laughs) you can find our website bigfatmeanies.com Learning your trend Yes. (laughs)
3: Uh, And you can find us on Venmo at (laughs) BigFatMe. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Nice.
2: Yeah, and of course, Spotify, Apple Music. We are on all the major streaming platforms. And we love you and appreciate you.
0: And this has been a lot of fun, guys. I'm really excited for what you guys have in store because you guys got... Things and stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things and stuff. Things and stuff Things and going on. stuff in the works. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. If you want to go out to the show, go out to your website. they will be there. And on Instagram, I'm sure it'll be all out there. Uh, this is the Story Podcast. My name is Corey Rosen. You can find all of our stuff and all of my stuff on com. That's C-O-R-Y-R-O-S-E-N com, where you can find more about me, uh, the people that I have on the show, and everything else that I do. Tomorrow, we have on Cody Tyler. He's a local country guy from around here. And Tuesday, we have David Gates. He is another local uh, singer-songwriter from around the area. Uh, This Saturday, we have Kevin Gannon on uh, again. He is a runner of a nonprofit called Musicians Bedside Manor where they have musicians go out to nursing homes to people who can't hear music, and they perform music there. So it's really nice and really really great. And then uh, next, not this Sunday, but next Sunday, we have... Another Cody, Cody Ross Smith, another country game. Uh, so, running the theme over, over this next week. So, with all that said, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. And we will see you guys later. Bye.
4: Bye.